Hey everyone, welcome to Would You Like Franchise with that. This week we're taking the show back down under for Crocodile Dundee, Crocodile Dundee 2 and Crocodile Dundee in Los Angeles. That's not a podcast, this is a podcast. want to hear about my Crocodile Dundee-ish experience the other day. Ooh. It's very quick. No. That was good. All right. Well, <laughs> Prepare well. to leave it a mystery. <laughs> <laughs> well, fuck you. I was uh, riding my bike uh, the other day and I was about 10 minutes from home and I was on crossing like quite a busy main road and I looked down and in the middle of my handlebars is the biggest Ooh. fucking huntsman spider I've oh, ever seen. I thought it was going to be a snake. <laughs> Crocodile. <laughs> and because I was riding my bike and it was all windy and stuff, it was like up on its legs going at me. Oh, man, what a gnarly spider. Yeah. It's like full on just... Yeah. It was hanging, <laughs> hanging eight. <laughs> so what'd you do? I squealed like a girl. And, um, like jumped off my bike and threw it down and tried to get it off with a stick, but it wouldn't like, I was like flicking it with a stick and it mm. wouldn't get off my bike. It kept just like running up and oh, down the no. handlebars mm. and eventually I managed Shit. to get it off and then, mm. yeah. and away we went. So yeah, you've been riding with it on there the whole time. I think I must've, I must've climbed on in my garage. It didn't just like jump in from a bridge that you went under. <laughs> <laughs> there he is. I don't, I don't think so purely because I didn't go under any bridges. Did you ask this? Spider, if it was Jamaica. <laughs> Ooh, throwback. Uh, it's just a reference to an episode that you probably don't, haven't heard. No. There was a Jamaican spider in, in one. No. Uh, Sounded a lot like the Jamaican character we did, I think, last week or the week before. All Jamaicans like, sound the same. Yeah. <laughs> oh, we, um, oh, come on, mate. They all sound exactly like Bob Marley. Mm. Me and my mate, right. once we were driving, um, we're going to like get a burger at uh, Macca's and then we saw this massive spider come onto the windscreen. We mm. tried to get off with the wipers, but it just crawled above the top of the car. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. we had to order by winding down the window. I didn't have electric windows or anything. <laughs> and we were so scared that we'd just wind it down and be like, let me back and then we'll run back, wind it back up. What do you want? Yeah, let's try some wind it back up. Handing <laughs> <laughs> the money over, we're just like throwing her cash. Just like keep the change. We're gonna, we'll deal with this. You filthy animal. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, mm. So, yeah, we're not quite the men Crocodile Dundee is. Speak for yourself. Well, you haven't told a story about how you were scared by something. Mm. Oh, I did a piss on a snake once. Did you? Did you really? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like out of spite? Uh, I thought you were joking. Nah, when I grew up in Queensland, uh, yeah. uh, there's snakes everywhere. Heaps of, uh, you know, brown, king browns, mm. you know. Maybe snake, pretty, snakey things. Pretty deadly snake. Yeah. Um, and... I used to live in the shed under the house. <laughs> oh, God. Because, That's pretty gnarly. Because mum rented out my room. <laughs> <laughs> to a strange-smelling woman named Vicky uh, to get some extra money. Yeah. Uh, and so I moved into the, like, it was supposed to not be a room. It was a shed yeah. uh, under the house because the house was on stilts. Mm. And um, <laughs> this is like the beginning of a horror movie. Yeah, yeah, that's how I describe my childhood. <laughs> beginning of a horror movie. Um, and yeah, so there was no toilet downstairs, so I used to just go and have a piss on the bush. Mm. 
and I was having a piss on the bush, and then I heard this like hissing, and then there was a snake yeah. there, and so I you, like pissed right on it. You pissed on the snake, which pissed off the snake. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> did it bite you on the wiener? Uh, yeah, yeah, it did, and it grew massive. <laughs> Got wait, so bulbous and swollen. Wait, wait, the snake? Yeah, or yeah. <laughs> Uh, yeah, no, it, it's, it was one of those ones that swims up the stream. Oh, yeah. And it yeah, would, like yeah. swim right into your urethra. Right, in, right up in there. Right in there. Mm, cool. Didn't do that, but I did piss on a snake. Yeah. Awesome. Well, uh, enough about things that have happened to us. <laughs> do you want to tell us what happened to Mick Crocodile Dundee in Crocodile Dundee? Yeah, uh, I do. So, Sue, a powerful New York reporter, travels to Walkabout Creek, Australia to in... Uh, to interview local crocodile hunter and homophobe, Mick Crocodile Dundee. <laughs> He's a legend in the territory after surviving a croc attack and limping back to the pub like a bloody champ. Uh, Mick agrees to take Sue to see where the gnarly croc incident took place. Sue is charmed by Mick's naive worldview and bush smarts. Uh, when Sue ventures to fill up her canteen at the waterhole, she's attacked by a crocodile. Lucky for her, old Leatherface Dundee was hiding in the bushes having a good old perv. <laughs> <laughs> he leaps forth and stabs the croc with his, this is a knife. <laughs> uh, Sue invites Mick to visit New York so he can be a fish out of water all around the Big Apple. Uh, everyone loves, uh, everyone in New York loves Mick because he's a no-nonsense, true blue, bloody ripper of a bloke. Uh, Sue's boyfriend proposes to her and she says yes, despite her growing feelings for Dundee. With Sue no longer interested, Mick decides to go walkabouts, planning to hop from town to town, town to town, grabbing at women's crutches to see if they're men. <laughs> uh, but before he leaves, Sue tracks him down and tells him that she realizes that Richard is a dick, uh, and that she loves the croc. <laughs> <laughs> Freeze frame and 80s music credits. We've watched a lot of bad films. Yes. This, yeah. this podcast. That's true. But when when you said we were watching Crocodile Dundee, like usually you mention you you make me want to watch a lot of bad films. I make us watch a lot of bad films. Yep. We all do it. But I at least go into them with some sort of sometimes it's morbid curiosity. You have sometimes no curiosity on I this. Just, like, have you, you seen th- this before? Yeah, I've seen the first one. Yeah. But I couldn't really remember it. I just I I just felt nothing going into it. And I feel just about the <laughs> same going out of it. But yeah, I at least have some sort of interest in the films we're gonna watch. But this one I just wasn't wasn't interested going in at all. Mm. And the movie did nothing to change my mind. Mm. Um That said, I made a lot of notes. That's good. So I've got a lot of things I want to say about it. Alright. Line them up. What do you got? Um there's no story. There really isn't. There's no. There's no. You learn there's about no climax. Yeah. yeah, I watched this a couple of years ago, and I remember like watching the last scene, and mm. then it freeze frames, and it's the end. I'm like, that's it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh. Like, there's no. You you learn about something in like screenwriting courses called the inciting incident, mm. which is the thing, well, the thing that happens that makes everything else happen. She goes to interview him. Yeah. I guess. But how many? She, she, the, man, the, the reason she hangs around with him for so long is partly because she falls in love with him. Yeah. But also partly because she wants to do a whole series on this guy. Is there a newspaper series in this guy? I was, I was wondering that as well. Yeah. Like how many stories, how many like words can you get out of this, this yeah. story? Yeah. Like 
he got bitten by a crocodile, but yeah, he's okay because now. his job is hunting crocodiles. Yeah. yeah, and how can you afford the, the cost for this article? I mean, like. The well, it was the 80s. Yeah. It was the 80s. Uh, they were flush <laughs> with the ad money from newspapers. Still, yeah, there's, and he gets put up in the Now it's all just like top 10 lists. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you won't believe what happened when this guy got bitten by a crocodile. Yeah, doctors hate him. Yeah. <laughs> Croctors hate him. <laughs> but it seems like the whole incident in Australia is, Sector, even in the poster, it's something about like, oh, you know, he fights crocs, but can he survive the wild of New York or something yeah. like that? Mm. Like, I, I like the poster. Yeah, it's where he's bending the bending the skyscrapers. Yeah, like the bit they're all like floppy. That's cool. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be a good movie. Yeah, you reckon? Can't go for floppy skyscrapers. <laughs> Don't go in that building. It's floppy. Yeah. Floppy skyscrapers. <laughs> but it does. Paul Hogan. <laughs> <laughs> they were like, we don't need a plot as much as we just need um, Paul Hogan in. New York and like just the whole scene, like bidet, it would seem the bidet. It just seemed like the series of moments of yeah. him mm. being, being a of, fish out of water. Yeah. Yeah. Was yeah. what it was all based on. But um, we I talk- didn't mind in the first one because he kind of, I had actually hadn't seen it before. Mm. I only knew of it from references from The Simpsons and yeah. um, you kind of just know, being Australian, you just yeah. know of it. Um, which, yeah, you know, didn't really make it any better or worse. But yeah, that was kind of, there was a bit of novelty and it was kind of, oh, this is kind of the Australian. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Other than the like um, sexism and homophobia, I didn't mind yeah. it. Yeah, like I wasn't prepared for the sexism. No, I don't think anyone, I, no one had told me that this was. It was actually quite. Yeah, it was pretty. I think you know it was just a a simpler time. Yeah, is that what it was, or was it? I think so. It was the late considered? 80s. Yeah, it was just considered. It used to be cool to be sexist. He talks yeah. about his sexy. His ex wife at one point. He says something like, "Nice girl, good cook, big chest." Yeah, yeah. And it's just like that was. I, I can't imagine what the reaction is. I, mean, I guess people would just laughed and been like, Yeah, I mean, we, I think American. he's supposed to be able to get away with it because he's like so innocent. Mm. Yeah. We've, um, I, I think the joke is that you're not meant to speak that way in front of a lady. Like, that right. he doesn't quite get that. I yeah. did like at least that the female character was like not completely, um, you know, without smarts. Yeah. And, yeah. And I do think Crocodile Dundee, apart from perving on her, when she when she decides she's sort of had enough of his sexism or whatever, and she goes off by herself. Yeah, I think if she was a male reporter, I think he probably would have reacted the same way. Like I think he would, he would have looked at her. He, he, I, no, I think he would have thought that a city boy from New York right. would be just as useless as the city girl from New York. I don't think it was necessarily just because she yeah. was a woman. I think he did say Sheila though. So yeah, he did that, say he did say that, but um, but yeah, I, I think you're right. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I mean, having seen it now, well, you saw it a few years ago as well. Yeah. So, did it, like, was it tedious to get through? Yeah. Again. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> look, I won't lie. Yeah. Oh, look, I didn't mind it that much. Mm. Um, it had a few funny bits in it. Mm. It had, like, sick 80s New York, which I always like. Yeah. There were some reasonably good gags, but I just think, I just found the love story so limp. Yeah. And the fact that he's, when he gets to New York, that let's say that the love story is kind of what's driving the story forward, if anything. Yeah. Yeah. He kind of, him, him and the, and Sue, the woman in the love triangle, they're kind of, they, they're kind Ooh, of the, the bad love guys. Triangle. Well, there's, you know, there's her boyfriend. Mm. Who proposes to her and she says yes, even though she's been smooching with Dundee. Mm. 
and <laughs> you've been smoking <laughs> me. <laughs> well, she has, and he's. The, but, but Richard is a dick. Yeah, he is. But like explicit, he's like he. They paint him so mean. Yeah, but but he's a so d- that it's okay that they have. An yeah, affair. but he's a, he's a dick because he's jealous because he thinks his girlfriend's smooching the Australian. Which she is. Yeah. And then she keeps inviting him to hang out with the th- as the three of them, yeah. which he's obviously yeah. uncomfortable with because he thinks she's smooching the Australian, which she is. I think that asking someone to marry you in front of a crowd of people is borderline abuse. I don't know. Like, you can't do that. It's yeah. fucked up. Yeah. But she's not- She she doesn't say yes because she feels pressured by the situation she's in. She's She says yes because she wants to- say, At that point in time, she wants to say yes. She doesn't look at Mick. She doesn't think- or maybe I shouldn't marry this guy because I've been smooching this Australian. <laughs> yeah. She says yes and she's looking at the ring. She's all like happy about it mm. until she changes her mind later. Mm. Why does she change her mind again? Because she loves Mick. Oh, yeah. It, what? How come she didn't, <laughs> didn't realise that at that moment? I guess like you said, you just got caught up in... And I guess what you said, Calbat, should you propose to someone in front of her like family and everything? Because what's she going to do? It would be so awkward mm. like to say... I've been no. switching that Australian. Yeah. Did he deserve to get punched in the face? No. <laughs> that was just like- Oh, at dinner. Yeah. When just, he like got him in the jaw or whatever. Yeah. Mm. Kind of knocked him out. That was a bit- Yeah. <laughs> a bit. In this movie, Crocodile Dundee grabs two transgender women's penises without their consent. Mm. Uh, that is sexual abuse. Mm. And then he like, without cause, like just hits a bloke. Yeah, a few of yeah. them. A few of them. Yep. He's kind of a bit of a dick. Yeah, he is. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. one of the guys he punches is the hu- the fiance of the girl he's smooching with. Yeah. Yeah. There's moments you go, oh, he's naive because he's from the bush. And you go, that's okay because he doesn't understand that there's yeah. different social norms. And it's like, no, you're actually just a dick. Yeah. Some, some parts. Mm. Uh, but is he lovable in any way? Oh, yeah, I guess. I've, it's kind of weird. I don't like that that became what Australian should be and that's kind of like what we should live up to. I think there was something about him wanting to make this movie because there wasn't an Australian folk hero. I I think it was also like let's make a really like commercially accessible Australian movie for American audience. I read read that it wasn't that it was a surprise that it was so big in America. No, I'm I'm pretty sure that it- I suppose sending him to New York it does. Yeah, like it was a co-production and it was like- and apparently they released two versions of the yeah. film. Like one version had a lot of the Australian slang changed to more like generic, understandable terms. Yeah, so I was thinking that watching it going like, it's a weird experience watching it as an Australian because it's yeah. like watching, it's like when you watch the Simpsons episode where they come to Australia. Yeah. Yeah. It's very funny, yeah. but just like not wrong. <laughs> right, just wrong. Yeah. <laughs> but I would, it would be really interesting to watch this as an American. Yeah. Like I was wondering what the equivalent would be, like watching like a Scottish Crocodile Dundee mm. movie or something where it's about like, Scott-a-girl I guess, Dundee. Shrek. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Pre-internet. I mean, I think you can assume now that people, if they want to know what Australians would like, there's there's so many different, so much different exposure to Australians. But pre-internet, if that's your only mm. real exposure to what an Australian is, mm. could really set the tone of what you expect. Like, I don't know if they looked and said, this is an exaggerated yeah. Bush Australian or if they were like, this is just how Aussies are. Um, yeah. yeah, there was like an awkward bit in the third movie where they were going through the drive-through and like yeah. talking about like, you know, 
Well, I suppose we have these back in, in at home in, in the big cities, like just having to caveat that yeah, stuff a little yeah, bit. Yeah. Well, like they were talking about heroin and they were like heroin or what we would call smack. It's just like, yeah. <laughs> who are you explaining this yeah, to? Right, right. <laughs> um, here's an interesting fact. Do you know this movie that has no story mm. got nominated for best screenplay Oscar? No. Yeah. What? Yeah. It's got some colourful language. But, like, Oscar-worthy? What about Oscar- Donk? Nugget? <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah. what's the criteria for best screenplay? It's normally... It might just be random bits of dialogue and... That can't be... I'm, I'm actually in shock that this got nominated yeah, for no, anything. Yeah, but- well, according to Wikipedia. <laughs> wow. Mustn't have been much out that year. Yeah. It was the second highest grossing movie worldwide. Mm. See, that's pretty insane. I can see this being like a breakout mm. hit. It's pretty, I was going to say non-offensive, but it's kind of quite offensive. Yeah, but it's offensive, <laughs> it's offensive now. Yeah. Like we, we run into this a lot where we watch we do, don't movies we? and we, and we are really like dramatically uncomfortable. Yeah. Still don't know if I'm just a millennial snowflake and, and things upset me more than they should or mm. if movies are just fucking awful. I think. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think I think just the definition of what's normal has changed, mm. and mm-hmm. so when the joke is at someone's expense, that we know now know probably shouldn't have a joke made at their expense, yes. or, at, or at their ex- yeah at their expense. I suppose mm. is the right thing to say. Mm. Yeah, I think the bit that was the worst was when he grabbed the trans woman, mm. and he kind of like okay, he doesn't know what's going on. Yeah. But the whole crowd oh, cheering yeah. and going, I love this guy. Yeah. That's the bit that was yeah. like, oh, that's fucked up. Like they all just, yeah, they hate. Yeah. <laughs> a couple of uncomfortable race moments as well. When he sees a black guy the first time, he's yeah. like, which tribe, which are, you tribe from? are you from? Yeah. He'd be like, oh, I don't like. And then the guy, the guy just laughs and thinks it's kind of, he's kind of confused. And he's like, yeah. But I was just oh, like that. Yeah. I kind of go back and read old reviews. Reviews written at the time. Oh, yeah, yeah. To see that would be if people bring up this stuff. But no, it didn't like seem like Roger Ebert didn't really flag anything. Yeah. Like yeah. Sexism or anything. So, um, if anything, it's more the cliche-ness of the, you know, the women, women in stress kind of thing, but nothing about the transvestites or anything. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. I did like the bit where, uh, the guy like grabbed the, that thing on the back of the car. What would you call those things? Oh, back of a limo. A spoiler? Is of- it a spoiler? Is that what a spoiler is? Uh, yeah, it's like a spoiler, but it's yeah, a very small limo spoiler. Yeah, yeah. Um, and it looks like a boomerang, and he yeah. like rips it off, and then he throws it to like hit a pimp, yeah, or something. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I was really, really disappointed that it didn't come back. Like, <laughs> like, what's the point of having a boomerang joke if it doesn't boomerang? <laughs> but isn't a boomerang if it misses, it comes back? Because if it hits, how can it come yeah, back? I, oh, think that, I think that's the idea, isn't it? But that would be even funnier if it hits him. And then just like two minutes later, he just grabs it. <laughs> like literally two minutes later, like yeah. in another scene. Uh, was that the first or second? I felt like those movies just blended together because they, it kind of kicks off where they were. I don't know. I watched them all that, pretty no, much that, back That's to in back. the first one because Reginald Val Johnson from Die Hard and Family Matters plays the chauffeur. Right. Oh. And he... And he um, somehow telepathically knows after dropping Mick Dundee off 10 minutes later, he knows he's getting mugged somewhere. Yeah. And then rams into them with his limo and then pulls off the boomerang off the back. They mm. kind of joke about the third, don't 
movie, third movie knows that where he's like, oh, I've seen like I get mugged all the time because he gets yeah. he's constantly mugged. Does <laughs> <marked. laughs> he get mugged in the second movie? Uh, yeah. Does he? Mugged? Well, he gets <laughs> he gets attacked by drug dealers. That's thing. true. But I wouldn't be cool of that. Like, it's like, it's like half your partner isn't getting mugged. It's like wholesale mugging. <laughs> What? <laughs> People mugging. I, I guess so. <laughs> he co- yeah, yeah. The the fighting was just a... Uh, I, I don't know. I did, did you like the iconic, this is not a knife, this is this is a knife scene? This is... That is not a knife. <laughs> <laughs> this is a knife. Because the funny thing is they actually knife. were both knives. <laughs> <laughs> His knife was just bigger. <laughs> He should have said, that's a knife. That's a knife, but this he's is my larger This is a slightly bigger knife than your knife. My knife is bigger than your knife. I win. <laughs> is that how these things work? Just the size of the Give knife? Give me your wallet. <laughs> Imagine if he pulled out a knife and it turned out it was a smaller knife and the movie was directed by M. Knife Shyamalan. <laughs> <laughs> what a twist. <laughs> yeah, don't bring a knife to a large knife fight is the lesson <laughs> of that mugging. Um, yeah, I guess it was okay, but it's just, I don't know, I guess that line is, I've always laughed at it because that's enough. That's a spoon. So you played knife and spoon before. That that is what has colored my view of that quote. Yeah. I've never actually seen this quote before. Like, yeah. never. So when it happened, it was, I don't know. It was, it was like, yeah, cool. Um, what if you had a gun? You know, like, yeah. It, didn't, it felt <laughs> What weird. if you had another bigger knife? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> they just kept one upping each yeah. other. It feels <laughs> like something out of a naked gun. Yeah. 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 Doesn't that happen in like. I don't know. In um, in that Bugs Bunny cartoon, the Barber of Seville. Yes, that's what exactly what I was thinking about. Where they get getting bigger and bigger guns, and then they blow up the world. Yeah, classic. Are there any iconic, uh, uh, any other iconic scenes in this? Well, I was going to mention that well, there is an iconic scene at the start where they're driving along the dirt road and the big bison, oh, the buffalo, thing, the buffalo. Oh, that's you right. can't see what I'm doing, but I'm making like a. What would how would you call that? That's like the gnarly surfy horns. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I'm doing it sh- yeah. sideways like, at Nick, yeah. and he's he's I'm going real tight. sleepy. Yeah. So something I noticed with <laughs> so, so so in the film, Calm down, big boy, <laughs> out of the way, Dovey. So in the scene, they're driving along this dirt track, and there's this big buffalo thing in the way. <laughs> um, and so Crocodile Dundee gets and does this trick, which he does a, does a few times to various animals. He sort of like hypnotizes it or talks to it or whatever and manages to get it to lie the, the aborigines say you can talk to the animals yeah so in this scene the problem is that the buffalo is in the way and they can't drive past uh-huh. he gets out hypnotizes it and it lies down mm-hmm. it's still in the way and they can't get past mm. yeah not and, helpful no they cut scene yeah they don't yeah. explain how they-, <laughs> they don't explain how they got around the buffalo yeah well then she says what did you do that for? Now it's asleep and he gets out his he's trailing you sure it's asleep? <laughs> you sure it's asleep? <laughs> uh, is this the one? Is it in this movie where like he there's like those kangaroo hunters and then he mm. holds up a kangaroo yes. and he pretends like the kangaroo shooting? I that thought was, that was kind of funny. That yeah. was actually oh, the just <laughs> the off-screen yell of one of the hooligans who's going kangaroo hunting. So basically, Mick Dundee like gets the kangaroo, props it up. And then, like, has a shotgun and, like, yeah. makes it look like the kangaroo shooting. <laughs> and just hearing one of the guys yell, it's got a gun! <laughs> was actually very, very funny. It's got a gun. <laughs> Which is just <laughs> just believed it. <laughs> oh, God. 
Yeah. <laughs> that was the only good part. Really, yeah. the part I love. Yeah, I like that part. I liked uh, there's a part where one of Mick's Aboriginal mates um, turns up when they're out in the bush and he's an Aboriginal guy who I think has moved to the city yeah. and has come back. There's a few of these little gags about how there's Aboriginals in this one and in the second one about how, you know, there's all this sort of tribal mystique about them, but yeah. then they have all these hilarious modern conveniences. Yeah. And that, that Aboriginal, he comes over and chats to them for a while and then goes off <laughs> and she's like, she says something like, wow, such a mystical people or something. <laughs> he like runs into a tree and he's like, oh, I hate the bush. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, I was on the uh, IMDb trivia for this and I don't know how this got into, I guess anyone can edit trivia, but yeah. um, like they're all pretty objective. They're like facts. Mm. I guess trivia. Just, the last one says... The scene which Mick saved Sue from a crocodile was the film's most powerful scene. That's it. (laughs) (laughs) I want people to know. This is the scene. He's got mixed up between the reviews page and the trivia page of (laughs) IMDb. Fucking weird. Um, Yeah. Although, uh, you know, not. I didn't actually hate it. I got. I didn't mind it first time. It was very watchable by comparison. Mm. Yeah. Some of the shit that we've watched, yeah, including the next two. The next, yeah. <laughs> she goes off the, off the rails. Well, speaking of the next two, Callan, yeah. what happens in Crocodile Dundee 2? Uh, Crocodile Dundee 2, Croc Around the Clock, <laughs> is a time travel romp that sees Mick Crocodile Dundee time up with Al- team up with Albert Einstein and go back in time to stop this assassination of JFK. <laughs> <laughs> it would be so much better that sounds like a fucking great movie I want to see that movie yeah. but that, uh, sadly that is not actually the movie uh, it is actually a lukewarm sequel that sees Croc retread a lot of the same jokes as the first film um, now with a shitty crime plot Dundee must rescue his wife from C- Colombian drug lords and then flee to Australia so he can Rambo the shit out of everyone and high five Ernie Dingo <laughs> freeze frame 80 song credits there was an art uh, when I was researching Crocodile Dundee. I came across an Ask Reddit thread. Uh-huh. Where the question was: Australians of Reddit, do you totally hate how the movie Crocodile Dundee perpetuates the stereotype that Australians are nice people? <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I do. This is another movie structurally weird. Yeah, mm. I was like, I did that thing that I do sometimes. Where, um, you know, you just like wiggle the thingy to check how much time there is left. Yeah. I don't know why it took me so long to explain that I was just seeing how long there was left. But I checked. <laughs> and there was a long time. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I movie, wasn't expecting it. The yeah. movie ends halfway through yeah, and there's another yeah. movie. That's exactly what I was trying to Which say. Which I think kind of happened with the first one as well. Because they're in Australia until half, well, almost exactly so halfway So many through. people mentioned uh, when I said I was watching Crocodile Dundee. Mm. Um, and they're like, people think that... Uh, the one where he goes to New York is the second movie. Mm. Like the first movie is Crocodile D in Australia. And yeah, then the second yeah. movie is like yeah. Crocodile Dundee goes to New York. Yeah. Which is kind of the standard approach to like mm. a lot of sequels. Is yeah. it'll, they'll just go somewhere. Normally yeah. London mm. in a sequel. Or Vegas. Or Vegas, yeah. Well, they must have like the formula, right? Because I knew a lot of the funniest moments were him in New York. And then it just kind of continues. Yeah. Like it really just bled but, into yeah. this movie. Like, well, the second least- one's just that in reverse, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it really is. Yeah. I didn't think about that. I really did not like the crime plot stuff because it turns Crocodile Dundee into a kind of superhero. Mm. And he has all these magical powers. Yeah. Um, 
Really actiony, this movie. Really, just a lot of. And I think they probably realized that they needed to put a plot in this one, so they like had to come up with something yeah. for him to do. But like, have him, I don't know, fight the mayor or something. Yeah. Like, <laughs> have a car wash. Yeah, battle. Yeah. yeah, maybe go to jail for murder. Yeah, or sexual assault. Sexual yeah, assault. He yeah, really yeah. should have been clear his name. Atoning for his sins. <laughs> clear his name. <laughs> Yeah, this this was the hardest one to get through. I felt the direction was shocking. It was so slow paced. It was it was so slow. So many. And I watched have- this at normal speed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I couldn't find it too. I was after your trick. Yeah, fuck now, so slow. There was there were just whole scenes that really like you know that whole thing about like if a scene doesn't move the story along yeah then you, you should cut it yeah none of the scenes move the story yeah. along <laughs> yeah it felt like a bunch of sketches at one like, point yeah the scene where he um is talking down someone who's going to jump off the ledge uh yeah. in New York so he goes to de- to deliver I don't know stationery for no reason yeah and there's like a jumper and he walks out and tries to talk him down uh and then like the guy like it comes out that the reason he wants to jump is because his like gay lover left him or or betrayed him or something and he's so shocked that he like he's so so, so shocked and disgusted and disgusted that he like nearly falls off the ledge himself and then that's kind of the end of the yeah, scene and yeah. it's like but that's uh, all the first one was what do you mean there's no just a there's, series of scenes yeah there's no plot in the first one there's no i guess so yeah homophobia is okay if it saves lives. I guess it's yeah. the takeout from <laughs> yeah. that. It's okay yeah. to be really not cool with gay people mm. if you're going to get them down from from the, yeah a ledge. I that, feel like the, there was yeah that you're right. Like that didn't feel did it reveal anything about his character? I don't know. Well, he was kind of so stoic in that moment. He didn't. Mm. I thought that the whole way through. He's really low energy. Yeah. Crocodile Dundee. Do you, you know the way that he kind of always explains things? Like yeah. he's all like I think it's later in the movie. He's just, just like. You know, why do they call it mixed place? He's like, well, I guess it's probably because I kind of own it. Yeah. And like, he just, mm. well, you know, yeah, I suppose I guess, you could no, say I that in a way, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I guess you'd say, oh, I've got a big chunk of gold. Maybe I guess I'm rich. I yeah, don't know. Yeah. Like, I'm just crocodile Dundee. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> I'm just crocodile Dundee. Yeah. Don't ask me. I'm just crocodile, crocodile Dundee. Dundee. Yeah. <laughs> it felt like scenes were set up for lines. Like, there's a part where he's meeting a few people and they're like, oh, tell us about New York. He's like, oh, it's like a lunatic asylum. So I fit right in. Like, that whole the whole interaction with all the characters were like we've got a clever line. I think dads yeah. will love in the cinema. So let's <laughs> construct some characters around it so we can deliver it. I think that's the tagline for the movie. It's like Crocodile Dundee. Your dad will love it. I <laughs> <dad will> love it. <laughs> so they said no. We can't use that. We're going to save that for the poster of National Treasure when it comes out in twenty years time. <laughs> The real hero of Crocodile Dundee 2 is the fucking uh, journalist who takes photos of drug lord and murder and dies yeah. for it. I, yeah, I thought he was like going to be a really interesting character and then he dies really quickly. <laughs> well acted. I was yeah. like, this is... Um, yeah, well acted. I'm like, this is going to be interesting. Yeah. You know, there's some sort of... Crocodile Dundee is going to get embroiled in this plot somehow. I thought they were going to go to Colombia for yeah. sure. I thought there was going to be jokes about like him accidentally doing cocaine yeah. and like... I don't know, there'd be some animals in Colombia for him to do his drink on. Colombia is a big ass coke, but that's not coke. It's coke. It's a fucking ass no wine. This is a fucking wine. Get that into your No, oh, There is a scene here where he teaches someone, he tries to teach someone to do coke. Well, he thinks oh, it's that's right. That's the first one, yeah. Yeah, is that the first one? Or the second? That's it's the first, first one. one. It's the first one. Jeez, they still one movie for me. Yeah. 
This one, so his his wife is kidnapped by these Colombian drug lords because her ex-husband was this journalist who's mm. exposed them. He's, take, he's managed to get these pictures of them in Colombia and because she's the only one he trusts, he mails the film back to her and they find out about it. It doesn't really matter though because the whole first half of the movie is Dundee trying to rescue his wife mm. and they're trying to get the film from him and they end up giving the film to the police. Yeah. But then the movie goes for another hour. Yeah, and because they'd... they have to go into protective custody. So it's like a revenge story after that. Yeah, but it just doesn't make any sense. Like, no. Like surely if the film was that much of a big deal, mm. the police would have just arrested them already or something. Or yeah. done, yeah, or done something about it. And yeah, I mean- I didn't I, actually realise it. So it did become a revenge movie. Yeah. I mean, I guess characters going into protective custody, but then being found anyway. That happens in movies. I think it would have been funnier if- Oh, here we go. This would have been the perfect plot. Yeah. If Crocodile Dundee did have to go into protective custody in America and he had to try and pretend to be an American. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Because usually when someone goes into protective custody, the plot is that they're going to testify at some later stage. They're going to give evidence. But they've already given the evidence. They've already given the film over. Mm. They don't have any more information about these drug lords apart from this film that they've got in their possession. Mm. So they give that up. Yeah. You know what I don't get in life? How, like, you know how they're like, oh, we can't, um, like, the witness has been killed, so our case is gone. Mm. Why don't they just take video footage of the witness saying what they know? And then then it wouldn't matter if they killed them. Damn it, Callan, I'm not a lawyer. <laughs> <laughs> could be something like you could be coerced off. Or you haven't sworn. You edited or something. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. But surely. <laughs> I think he did. <laughs> sweet, he sweet. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, witness protection would be a, a way funnier plot. Mm, witness protection in America is a really good idea. Mm. Yeah. Eddie Murphy could be in it. He could be a lawyer. <laughs> Funny you should mention that. The third, there was talk of the third Crocodile Dundee movie being a Beverly Hills Cop Crocodile Dundee crossover. Oh, wow. That would have been good. Wouldn't that have been good? Yeah. Not as good as my time travel croc around the clock idea. (laughs) Or my Crocodile Jay-Z dream idea. (laughs) All very good ideas. Yeah. Well, I'm full of them. Yeah. You're full of it. All right. What's my biggest criticism? I mean, talking about third, it was, yeah, why he goes to LA. But um, Oh, we'll get to that. We'll get to that. We'll get to that. Really big Um, part of it. This this one in in order to um, infiltrate the big uh, the drug lord sort of compound in New York mm. are they in, they're still in New York aren't they yes yeah they the he, big apple the big apple that's right they recruit this local gang of punks yep. yeah the coolest gang in New York yeah. by reputation and they convince them to do it to come and take on these like violent drug lords. Not but, really take on as much as just kind of like be annoying. The yeah. Throw things at them. Yeah. Yeah. Just the whole, the whole thing. It so just makes no pl- sense. His plan it? is to get this gang to uh, basically make a bunch of noise at the front of the mansion of the Colombian drug dealers to distract the guards so that he can sneak in. Yeah. The same thing could have been accomplished with, you know, a stereo yeah. or uh, I don't know. Series of boomerangs. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but the bit I did like about that was um, 
a bunch of people just see the coolest gang in New York like driving somewhere yeah. and then someone rocks up and he's like, what are we doing? What, what's what going we, on here? Hey, I'm into this. <laughs> <laughs> and then like, here's the end of a speech that Crocodile Dundee is making and, and starts like clapping, yeah. even though he clearly has no idea what's going <laughs> yeah. on. I did quite like that. Yeah. Well, I think what you were saying is like, he seems to convince them to help him based on the fact that their reputation might be tarnished as not the coolest if they're not helping him. Is that, is that yeah, the motivation sort of for doing vaguely. But no, I think it was just like you say that you're the coolest gang, but wouldn't it be cool if you actually did something like a gang would do? Yeah. Instead of yeah. just like playing pool or whatever it is they do? Yeah. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. It was a, it was it made no sense. But if they were like a gang, gangs are traditionally criminal, aren't they? Wouldn't yeah. they be on the drug dealer's side? Don't gangs love drugs? Yeah. <laughs> like a gang in yeah. the 80s in New York would be doing tons of cocaine, surely. Yeah, you're right. Wouldn't they? Why would they want to help, like Crocodile Dundee? Yeah, old friendly leatherface Crocodile Dundee. Yeah, what kind of shit yarns do you have when you go back? When you're like, oh, you yeah. know, we we made some noise outside this compound. Yeah, pretty cool. I was yeah. like, great. And also, when Crocodile Dundee infiltrates this this compound thing, mm. like he's never been in a city before. Mm. He's barely even been in a house. Mm. Yeah. How does he know what to do? Like, how does he know yeah. what a security camera is? Mm. How does he know all this stuff? That was, and it was. Took forever. It almost. It was, took a really it long was a time. Real time. And again, so in. low energy. Yeah. <laughs> like I know he was sneaking around, but he did just kind of wander in. Yeah. He punched a guy through a door. He did punch a guy through a door, I suppose, but it did look like a very flimsy door. That's true. Yeah. <laughs> this movie was not very good. No. And then that. Yeah. And then is it just after they come back to Australia? Mm. And that becomes a Rambo, kind of. Survive. Yeah, I yeah. mean, at least I sort of I bought that a bit more that he would know yeah. how to survive. Well, but then really, he spends most of his time surviving attacks from animals, not getting you know hunted by man. Mm. Yeah, the greatest game of all. Yeah, <laughs> trivial pursuit. <laughs> <laughs> I did that with you, with Cal, when you mentioned like how long do you have to go when mm. that scene started, mm. and I think there was like half an hour. It was like a lot mm. of time. Yeah. It's like, well, you're not gonna. It's not, yeah, that was how are you going to plan this out? Yeah, like bits with a bra, yeah. And I guess I tried, but I thought he was going to do something clever with a bra, yeah. like yeah. make a catapult yeah. or something. I was 100% yeah. It's like, no, I'm just going to hang it in the tree, yeah. yeah. I've done it with anything, yeah. yeah. But I did, there were bits of that sequence that I liked him mm-hmm. sort of outsmarting these thugs in the Australian bush. A bit. What, how did he outsmart? He bats? like the bat thing, like but he, the bats did nothing. <laughs> Noticing inconvenience. They, yeah. they probably just lost. Like, I, I think maybe I just liked that because it was a, like a legitimate Batman trick. Yeah. I was to get the Batman. I, I was thinking that he's gone a bit Batman. Yeah. Like, and in the third one. He goes full Batman. He goes full Batman and they're walking. He's walking. Where is he? <laughs> in the third one, he's walking along with his, with his mate and then his mate walk, like takes two steps ahead and then turns around and he's disappeared like Batman does. Yeah. And, he, and his mate even goes, I hate when he does that, like every character in Batman does whenever Batman does it to them. Yeah. And he starts wearing a utility belt and a yeah, cape. Yeah, and a cowl. Mm. Mm. And he's played by Christian Bale. Yeah. Did you just watch Batman? <laughs> <laughs> just watch Batman. I think I might have watched Batman 3. You know, mm. I have that very rare uh, disease that means that, like, I get the words Batman 3 and Crocodile Dundee 3 mixed mm. up. I can't tell the difference. I've got Crocodile Dundee 3 <laughs> blindness. <laughs> um, does anyone know the name of the actor who plays one of, like, the goons from Columbia? He's in every movie. Uh, 
One of those guys. Yeah, uh, Garcia. I guess it's something Garcia. He's maybe? in everything but nothing. I can't yeah, he's yeah. he's in yeah. that um, uh, sequel to. It's like Return to Mysterious Island with Dwayne the Rock Johnson. Mm. Um, he's in that movie. Mm. Is this his breakout? Uh, I don't know. He's been. In, he never he's really just, broke out. He's yeah. like one of those guys. Like yeah. that website that just has those guys. You know that, that <laughs> those guys dot com. Maybe. <laughs> yeah. No, this is just a side. Just a list. You, those guys. Yeah. yeah. I think it's something funny. That guy from that thing. Yeah. yeah that guy Isn't from it that funny? Thing. It's always interesting when someone from that list of those guys. Uh, makes the leap to being not just one of those yeah, guys. Yeah. J.K. Simmons, I would say, is not those yeah, guy. Yeah, we were having anymore. a look at that list like mm-hmm. a little while ago, and it's like, when was this list made? Because that guy is not just that guy right. from that thing. Yeah. Right. Now yeah. he's that guy. Yeah. Yeah. Philip Seymour Hoffman was that guy for a while. He was. Mm-hmm. He was in a lot of stuff. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, it's like that uh, Louis C.K. bit used to have a thing about when you watch Inside the Actors Studio and there's people in the crowd who ask the actors questions. Yeah. And they always ask him really naff questions. And he's like, you can tell whoever's... Everyone who asks a question will never become famous because of the questions they're asking uh, are so just shit and not really yeah, about yeah. The, um, the, uh, the acting craft. And then there's actually someone found in one of them. Um, there's like a young Bradley Cooper who's oh, really? still in acting school. And he asks an incredibly nuanced, like brilliant question. I think mm. it's to um to Kevin Spacey, right. maybe. Mm. Uh, yeah, and it's one of those moments you're just like, oh, shit. Like if you're watching that, you'd be like, I know this face because yeah. it's just, you know, 20 year old Bradley Cooper. Yeah, it's like that episode of Goosebumps with Ryan Gosling in it. This episode. Really? Yeah. That's what? It. You take a photo of people and they come out as skeletons. <laughs> 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 I think it was called the skeleton photograph. <laughs> <laughs> Man, how good were Goosebumps though? Yeah, Goosebumps are pretty good. I would have preferred to watch a couple episodes of Goosebumps than watch this shit. Didn't I watch the movie? I guess we'll get it real. Try. No. Uh, no, I haven't seen the movie. Apparently no, no, it wasn't very good. There's only one of them, so yeah, I've seen it. <laughs> Sadly. Mm. Mm. But you know what? There's more than one of what Crocodile Dundee's. Mm. There's three of them. Yeah, and so something probably happened in the third one. Yep, Crocodile Dundee in LA. Yes, does what it says on the packet. <laughs> Freeze frame, eighties movie credits. Notice you didn't pick up your phone to read a pre-written synopsis there, Cal. <laughs> Didn't, didn't manage to get through that when we walked in and you were tapping away at your computer feverishly. Uh, so Crocodile Dundee goes to LA. Freeze frame. <laughs> uh, why does he even go? Crocodile Dundee. Uh, oh, his wife. His wife gets son. a job. There's yeah. like another shitty crime subplot yeah. about um, art, art dealer, art. So this one's 13 years. So 13 years after the second one. Yeah. Second one was eight, 1988. Then 2001 was like 16 years ago. Mm, long yeah. time ago. Um, and it starts off that uh, they're in the Northern Territory in Australia where they live. Uh, but she, her uh, dad is still a big newspaper man in LA. And it was 16 years ago, so newspapers were still a big deal. Mm. And the editor of a newspaper in LA has left or something. Mm. And so the dad wants her to take over for a few months while... Uh, they find a re- full-time replacement. Mm. So they agree to go and they've got a son now, mm. Mikey Dundee, mm. little croc. That's <laughs> annoying cunt, that guy. That was, that was <laughs> so annoying. He tells a joke at one point. Oh, I can't remember what it was. It was even worse because it was two, two speed. Um, there was no tension <laughs> built up in the joke that he tells. I they didn't need it. It was shocking. A lot of timing. Yeah, kid actors, really. Did you go full two? I went go to, up I, to two. I went to, but I was 1.8. It was too fast, mate. It was, I, uh, I had 1.5 and two. 
Um, it was too fast my internet, so I had to cut it back to 1.5 <laughs> after like <laughs> couldn't my internet couldn't catch up to the speed of uh, two. But yeah, uh, yeah. Sorry to interrupt, but that kid That's all right. just drove not, me not nuts. a fan. No, not a fan of Mikey Dundee. What about his teacher? Just got to teach his like frothing for Australians. Yeah, she's really gagging <laughs> for it. You also know how how old this is. Two thousand one is by like I always like looking at the technology in these movies. And yeah, the clamshell uh, a MacBook. Yeah, yeah. What, what are they? Sorry, the one with the colors. Clamshell. On. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then the Apple logo goes upside down, and everything's just like, oh my god, I remember these. Everything's wrong. Yeah, <laughs> everything's wrong. That's when we knew the movie was going to suck. Mm. Uh, yeah, that's kind of what what happens from there. So the kid. Uh, so so they go to LA and they just sort of again. Mick Dundee is like a fish out of water in LA, but now more often by the beach than in the city. The thing that I don't like about these things is you can't always be a fish out of water. Yeah. Like once you've gone out of the water and then you've like learnt how to breathe, then you're a person. Yeah. Yeah. Precisely. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But then the, so the, this one has a bit more of a plot than the yeah. other ones. Oh, I just, the crime stuff the again. Crime stuff. This one. When did Crocodile Dundee become a superhero? Crocodile Dundee became a superhero when the, the wife picks up the story that the previous editor was investigating. Yeah. About this movie studio. Yeah. Who keeps making crappy sequels to crappy movies. Mm. Mm. Because they're art smugglers. So bad. No, then. Yeah. Yeah. They're art smugglers. And which are, which sort of made sense, and then they were using their film production as a cover, and then it was all sort of making sense. They're like importing this art, this stolen art from Belgrade, mm. to use as props in their movies, mm. right? And I was like, I guess this kind of makes sense if they need a cover yeah. to bring their art in, but it's that's not the cover that they're they're not using, importing the art using the movie studio as a cover. Mm. Their ultimate plan is that in the movie. They're going to burn down the set that's supposed to have the art in it so that when yeah. they eventually get found out that they've been smuggling art, yeah. they're going to point to this footage and say, no, we burned all the art. Look at the movie we and made. And say, well, then you're in trouble for burning the art. Yeah. More trouble. Yeah. 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 It, it doesn't make any sense. It didn't make any also, sense. Also, like, uh, what were the first two movies about? This is the third like yeah. lethal assassin movie yeah. that they've been making. Were they smuggling art for all the other movies? No, I think they were just working up to smuggling art in the third one. So they made, like, <laughs> just legitimately made two, like, okay, so riddle me this. Mm. Were they just shitty um, producers and then decided to become art smugglers? Or, no, or were they, they were... always art smugglers, but they're like, we need to put out two movies first, yeah. legit, so that no one knows. I think it's that. I think that was the plan. That they've got a very convoluted plan. Yeah, yeah. It's a long con. It was a very long con, <laughs> and they nearly got away with it too. How fucking brilliant would it be if, like, next whatever few years, we find out that Crocodile Dundee three, three. was actually smuggling in art, and they just told smuggling actual- crocodiles, yeah. smuggling like <laughs> reptiles into yeah. the US, like they just totally use this blood as a cover. Imagine hiding in plain sight. Mm. Mm-hmm. If you, really you were to use the word art smuggler, but it was like some sort of innuendo, uh, like as an insult, art you smuggler. art smuggler, what do you think it would mean? God, you're such an art smuggler. You bloody, bloody art smuggler. <laughs> is it, <laughs> is like, it like someone- Sounds like something Crocodile Dundee would say. Yeah. Kind of like bullshit artist, maybe. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. You're an art smuggler. What yeah. about someone who like, like 
farts on people or something. <laughs> you fuck. <laughs> just, I guess you're smuggling farts. Yeah. You're just placing them in. Aren't we all smuggling farts, yeah. though? <laughs> like, really? <laughs> Every time I go on a plane, you're smuggling a fart from one place to another. Oh, guilty. Guilty. <laughs> I like fart smugglers so much. <laughs> Get out of here, you bloody fart smuggler. Anything to declare? Oh, my God, oh. so much. Oh, so much. Oh, I got one in the barrel. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a fraud. Yeah, catches them out. But it all takes place on film sets, and one of the film sets is this African jungle film set, so he uses the lions on the film set to his advantage. Right. Yeah. And um, sicks them onto the onto the thugs and saves the day. There's, again. A, there's a scene where they're at that like Paramount Studios type thing, going through one of those like studio tours, and uh a big like robotic snake pops out mm. at him and like being Crocodile Dundee, mm. he like stabs it with his giant knife. Yeah. Makes me very uncomfortable that it was that easy for him to just yeah, get that knife very into. Yeah, easily spooked. Yeah. Oh, get that, but yeah. also just like that no one's taking his knife. He has yeah. his knife on him at all times. Yeah. yeah. At the well, airport. this was pre-9-11. No, it wasn't. Wasn't it? Wasn't it? Wait. It was 2001, but I don't know when. Ooh. Ooh, God. Because there's also Research. that bomb scene on the freeway, where he, which yeah. was just oh, awful. But yeah. they find a skunk and- that becomes a bomb incident. Yeah. Which he gets out of very quickly. Mm. Doesn't get arrested for. Mm. I feel like that must be... You wouldn't have put that in a movie that came out in 2011. Yeah. After 9-11 happened. I think it came out on 9-11. You think it caused 9-11? <laughs> <Yeah, laughs> that's right. It was playing on the plane. Yeah. Twitter was in a lot <laughs> of was like, this is too bad. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe that's why he's peeling the... New York City. Yeah. It's a metaphor yeah. for... Oh, that's true. Are those the Twin Towers that he's doing that to? I don't know, but they, they feature quite prominently in the first... Okay, so you in really notice that when you see Twin Towers in movies. Mm. I think Ninja Turtles has it. There's a few movies that you like. Spider-Man, I think, famously had it. Yeah. You know, and then they had to cut it or some shit. Uh, so, Jack, you brought up something earlier about mm. when they go through a drive through Yes. Callum brought that up then. Can you, sorry? Callum brought that up. Oh, I guess sorry. we all Continue. look the same to you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you guys look like from the same tribe. Yeah. There's a part where he... They're ordering from Wendy's and they, I think they have to lie about how many people are in the car mm, because they, they want to order lots of cheeseburgers. Uh, yeah. That, I felt that was the biggest like leap in this whole movie. Like, why would you ever have to lie how many, why are you fearing the judgment of the Wendy's employee? I, why is that the scariest thing you're facing? I don't, it doesn't make any sense. Because it seemed like a whole gag was built around it, but mm. I don't know who was. Whole gags in this movie were built yeah. around lots of things that don't make any <laughs> sense. Mm. I was. I, th- I thought like maybe I missed something in this yeah. true speed that I'm watching it. I mean, the gag is that they don't un- really understand how drive-throughs work. Yeah. Well, no, no, actually, no, it's not. They do understand exactly yeah. how drive-throughs work. Yeah. It seems to be just they just feel embarrassed about how much food they're going to eat. Yeah. Going to eat. Yeah. The, yeah. I, or maybe it's just they needed to feel that time. I, I, I was yeah. actually baffled. I thought yeah. maybe there might be. An but then, to it. but then. With a drive-thru, you, the food doesn't just ma- magically materialise in your hands. Someone is going That's to give I them 10 cheeseburgers. I was yeah. waiting for the, the really limp scene where they pull up and they're like, I thought you said there were six yeah. people in the car. And then they'd be like, oh, oh they just they had to go out. for a whiz. Oh, 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 oh I guess oh, we'll- Thanks, uh, Wendy. Oh, they're all damn. <laughs> <laughs> Can't you see them? Mm. Yeah, enough. Uh Yeah, also, why go, why go to LA? Do you guys think that was- 
As in, like, if you had Crocodile D in any other location. Oh, uh, yeah. I thought Crocodile Dundee in Vegas would have been pretty good. Oh, yeah. I feel like you could have gone, like, Japan could be interesting. Like, someone mm. completely... But America is the audience for Crocodile Dundee. Oh, yeah. right. Yeah. I guess, yeah. This was such a money grab. It actually, yeah. like, especially the gap. The, yeah. It's a 13-year gap or whatever. It really felt like... Well, this was... I think this was a money grab because this was at the height of Paul Hogan being chased by the tax office for massive unpaid taxes. Oh, no and way. There's a very interesting episode of... Uh, another podcast that I always get in trouble for plugging other podcasts. I'm not plugging it because I don't like it that much. But um, how did this get made? Oh, uh, yeah. Did I don't it? like that either. No. They did an episode because all they do is rag on movies they don't like. Yeah, what piece of this shit. <laughs> <laughs> they, um, they spoke to the two writers or the two original writers of this movie. Right. Um, they uh, Crocodile... Paul Hogan wanted to make another Crocodile Dundee movie mm, um, and quick <laughs> and real and real quick because he needed he needed money for the financial year because yeah. he was in yeah. so much trouble with the tax office yeah uh, so he and he these these guys wrote something else some other family friendly movie so mm. he saw that he's like I liked your family friendly movie write me another Crocodile Dundee movie and they were like fine and now they're very open about why they just did it for the money so they wrote this movie which I think was loosely the storyline that they'd written now sorry loosely the storyline that the movie ended up being but they submitted this script paul hogan made all these edits made it shitty mm. and like according to these guys put in all these really awful gags mm. and then they started making the movie and then there was this really long protracted legal battle where paul hogan was trying to get his name as the sole writer of the movie wow. so that he would get all the ro- royalties and not have to share it with these guys wow God. and so for years in this episode um, of How Did This Get About, they were talking about how for years they had to keep defending themselves and be like, no, no, we wrote this really shitty, horrible movie. It should be our name on there. Wow. And, um, and or is it better for your career to not to admit to it? Well, Maybe I think, that was- like, you know, they got to make money. They're not, I don't think they were huge, like, yeah. huge sought-after screenwriters. Mm. Not after this, thinker. No. Was there anything good in this movie? Um. What about what about the, his kind of his mate who's also kind of a struggling crocodile? Yeah, I liked his. Was mate. his mate the bad guy in the second movie? The same actor, different character. character. Yeah. Ah, uh, because yeah. I thought that like maybe I mean what? I just missed that they became mates after they were they were different characters, but I wouldn't I would have bought it if it was the same character. Yeah, yeah totally. And they just become mates. Yeah. But Does no, that guy die in the in the second movie? Did any of no, them die no, except the no, main the bad sec- guy? In the second movie, um, that guy, there are all the everyone. Some of the some of the thugs die in the second one, and some of them are sort of captured. Most mm-hmm. of them are captured. Yeah, um, but he's the last one uncaptured, and he walks out onto a rock, and Nugget's sitting there, sitting on a case of beer, that's right, drinking it. And oh, he says, "You should have right. bought a gun." And he said, "I don't need a gun. I got a donk." And then yeah, Donk yeah. comes in and punt- knocks the guy out. Yeah. <laughs> donk. I like Nugget and Donk. Yeah, are they going to get their own spin-off movie? Nugget and Donk. Nugget and Donk. <laughs> um, yeah, this movie was not very good. I think this movie was my favourite. Oh, you would say that. <laughs> <laughs> just because- It had a theme park in it. Oh, uh, fucking yeah, yeah. Calm down. That. But I just thought, yeah, I, I, this one I felt like, it, well, I didn't think it was as boring as the other ones. Yeah. I, I still thought it was boring. I mean, I say it was my favourite. I think it was just the one I- disliked the least mm. i watched this movie the first time i watched it 
uh, the same weekend that I watched Scream 3. Oh, yeah. And I remember being very disappointed by Scream 3. Which one was Scream? What happens in Scream 3? That's the one that's in Hollywood as well. Right. Or where they're making Scream the movie or Stab? Yeah. I think they do that in the second one as Mm. well. But in the third one, that's the one where he, like, throws a knife Mm. and it hits him in the wrong side of the head. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Um, if you want I, to learn more about Scream, head back to our very first, first, first episode. episode. Oh, yeah. Oh shit. Yeah, first mm. episode or pair of episodes. Scream and Scream the TV series. Oh yeah. Oh. Mm. Did you keep going with that? No, <laughs> no, I did not. Did Started you? watching the second season. Yeah, got boring. Yeah, I really like the first season though. Did you? Mm. Scream. Mm. I just realised his taxing is making sense because apparently Crocodile Dundee was based on a real guy, but then. Mm. Paul Hogan yeah, totally yeah. denied it, which makes sense because he doesn't want to pay this guy royalties. So, yeah. so Crocodile Jay-Z, I think, was his name. <laughs> yeah, right. Alberto yeah. Einstein. But also, did you guys think it was weird that when they arrive in LA, mm. um, there's, it's not, they never really made it, they don't even really make a super big deal of it, but Sue is really rich because her dad's a big newspaper man and yeah. she's a newspaper editor. They arrive in LA and it's limos and fancy apartment and all that sort of stuff. Mm. Um, but then very quickly they switch from being driven around in limos to um, Crocodile Dundee driving his kid around in a Subaru. Yeah. Did you find that weird? Yeah. I didn't uh, notice. Paul, I, I noticed and I thought it was weird. And then I was reading IMDb trivia and Paul Hogan was selling Subaru. He was the spokesman for Subaru at the time. <gasps> oh, so it was oh, a product wow. placement. Yeah. So I thought maybe because it was a Subaru Wendy. he drives. So I thought maybe that was a tie-in. Oh, that's yeah, why it is he's- a tie-in, yeah. I think that Wendy's thing must have been a product placement yeah, as well. Yeah, absolutely. They just like make us a yeah. scene at Wendy's. Mm. Yeah, it's they funny just- to order more than you need. Yeah. Yeah. And they went and they, you say they went to that Paramount Pictures kind of place. It was actually Paramount Pitches mm. that they went to. Yeah, but does this one make a joke about we should have gone to Universal? Yeah, yeah they too, do. Yeah. Oh. Mm. Okay. <laughs> yeah, you know. <laughs> oh, shit. Mm. I think Paul Hogan's a dick after hearing yeah, about yeah, all this. Yeah, he is. I, I think like. he kind of famously is. Yeah. I want to see a new Crocodile Dundee movie. Mm, who's rebooting Crocodile Dundee? Who's your Crocodile Dundee? Um, Rebecca. Greg Norman. <laughs> Interesting. Just think he's like real life Crocodile Dundee. Because legi- I think there was legit talks a little while ago about rebooting it with Chris Hemsworth. Oh, oh no. No. Mm. Nah. No. No. I like Chris Hemsworth in comedic roles. Yeah. I think he's like. But you like he, him in comedic like side roles, small comedic roles? I like it when he plays a dumb guy. Like I think he, he plays like a dumb, good looking man very well. well. That's what Crocodile Dundee is. Isn't no, he? No. Well, no, because he's bush smart. Mm. And, like, I like it when Chris Hemsworth just, like, has no idea what's going on around mm. him, but just, like, Mr. Magoo's his way through life because of his That's looks. exactly what Crocodile Dundee is when he's in LA or New York. But he's got street smart, bush smarts. Yeah. <laughs> so, bush smarts is just made me think of, like, Crocodile Dundee, the, the triple X porn parody. He's like, bush smarts. He's like, yeah, bush smarts. <laughs> think again. What? Because bush. Oh, <laughs> innocent cow over there. Oh, no. Gross. Just keep hearing bush marts. Mm. Got me excited. <laughs> it definitely should reboot this shit. I mean, um, how? How would you? I think the crossover angle's good. Mm. Crocodile Dundee meets someone else. Mm. Who could he meet in this day and age? I, uh, I don't know. Who's like the most Australian person? Oh, Crocodile Dundee meets another Australian. Ned Kelly. 
I wouldn't mind Crocodile Dundee meeting Russell Coit. I think Russell Coit's coming back. Isn't That'll Russell be Coit just basically Crocodile Dundee? But inept. Yeah. But is he funny when he's in a confused scenario? Well, I guess that's what the first, what the movies are about when he's mm. the fish out of water. So what mm. can, maybe him just trying to navigate through what about Microsoft a, Windows. What about like a gritty, uh, like Gran Torino style old man, oh, Crocodile yeah. Dundee, yeah, where yeah. he's just like a horrible racist and like <laughs> commits a hate crime? <laughs> <laughs> What like like what it is in the first, second, and third movies? Yeah, but like maybe like like a properly horrible one. Like yeah, and then the neighborhood all has to get together and like get rid of get rid of like turn him into a villain. Yeah, yeah, the villain that he truly is on the inside. Well, that's basically what Wolf Creek is. Is basically like Mm. if Crocodile Dundee um, was taken seriously. Yeah, Mm. Wolf Creek's pretty good. Haven't seen it. Maybe that'll be my recommendation. <laughs> Sorry. Um, I wanted to point out one last thing that I liked about Crocodile Dundee 3. Mm. The the climax of this film happens through like a series of film sets. Yeah. In the, in the in this mm. film studio. And there's one of the little areas, one of the one of the gags that happens is they're in he goes into like a set that's set up for, I guess, the f- where you film someone driving in a car, yeah. but in a very old-fashioned way yeah. where instead of doing a green screen or anything, they just project like lights on the wall. Right. And he's in this bit and there's also, they've set up with wind machines and stuff. Mm-hmm. So, he runs in and a thug chases after him and then Crocodile Dundee turns on the lights so it's all like flashing lights and stuff and then turns on the fan so it's a wind machine mm. to try and stop this thug and then starts throwing stuff at the thug mm. and one of the things he throws is a cow. <laughs> so the idea is it's a gag on Twister because the movie's yeah. called Tornado Chasers or something. Right, but yeah, It's written yeah. on the door like now filming Tornado Chasers. Right, yeah, I see. So he throws the cow, which is which he, like, he picks up a fake cow and throws it, mm. but then while the cow's in the air, it still moves and farts. Pretty <laughs> <laughs> <Body> art smuggler. <laughs> I got to rewatch this movie. There's a lot of um, yeah, yeah. You would have missed comedy. You would have yeah. missed that if, it, if you're watching it at 1.5. Yeah, dance references. Mm. Mm. Um, I liked the bit where they accidentally went to a gay bar. No, I didn't. No, it's really didn't like bad. But I oh, did. He calls him. He call, actually calls him Poofta. He says the Poofta. word well, Poofta. The, the, Jacko, his friend, calls him. Says Poofta bar. Mm. And then Paul Hogan, a Crocodile Dundee, says, yes, but I think you're supposed to call them gay homosexuals. Mm. So, I mean, I get the sentiment there. Like, I think the idea is that he's trying to be politically correct but misses the mark, uh-huh. whereas his friend Jacko is just gross. Yeah. Yeah. But then immediately after that, they get mugged. Yeah. And the muggers are like, are you cowboys or are you just like yeah. gay boys? Yeah. And they get real offended. Or are you just fart smugglers? <laughs> I like the term fart smuggler because it like it kind of insinuates that the only like useful thing that that person can do is like Smuggle carry fart. a fart. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah the yeah. only I thing you're good for. I knew there was something to this. The only thing you're good for is carrying yeah. farts around. And you fucking prob- sm- yeah. fart smuggler. And, you, and it's kind of like someone who <laughs> sort of thinks they're badass but isn't. Yeah. And yeah. the fart is pro- of, of more value than you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You're like a fart mule. <laughs> Your farts are better than you'll ever be. <laughs> what a badass thing to say to someone. 
Oh, I'm just waiting for the opportunity to say that to someone. <laughs> Fortunately, that's not prominent enough in popular culture. Like, if you ever in an opportunity where it's the right thing to say to someone, you'll have to explain it. Yeah. Yeah. You see, the reason I'm saying that <laughs> is- Listen to a podcast I did about Crocodile Dundee. The reason you should be offended. Yeah. Is, uh, is that, uh, what I'm insinuating is that the parts that are inside you are actually more valuable than you as a person. That's not a knife. <laughs> because he also had a knife. <laughs> that is a knife. This is also a knife, but my knife is bigger. Therefore, I'm more dangerous than you are. Mm. So what's what's better? You, you say something like, you fucking fart smuggler. Mm. Or do you go, you fart smuggling piece of shit? Oh, fart smuggling piece of shit. That's a piece of shit that has a fart <laughs> inside yeah. the shit. Yeah, it's- <laughs> That's like a little fart bomb. Yeah. Just way too much to handle. Wow. Uh, what kind God, of well, mad so, science yeah, has made that happen? <laughs> <laughs> well, before we talk about this for 25 minutes, should we rank, rank them up? up? Yeah. Uh, one, three, two. Yeah, I, I agree. Uh, especially just the run, le- run length of number two mm. just doesn't need to be that long. Yeah. I think, I think th- three, one, two. I got less bored in three than I did in the other ones. Uh, yeah, I suppose so. Moved in, moved along. Yeah. It had a clip to it. And I think it was just, it was so silly mm. that it was, it was enjoyable. I think the first two weren't silly enough to, like, what's the last movies we watched? Three Ninjas. Three Ninjas, yeah. That's yeah. why the same reason I liked the last Three Ninjas, that it was so, it was so like no holds barred stupid. Right. Whereas yeah. the other ones were just kind of like, sort of just plotted along yeah. stupidly. Yeah. I I wanted it to be more stupider. Yeah. Like more Australian. Mm. It's pretty Australian. It could have been more Australian. They could have had more Australians. <laughs> Is that your answer, how to make things more Australian? But we're Australian. Yeah. No. <laughs> and right. I squealed at a spider on my bike because <laughs> you're a pussy. <laughs> Not a real Australian yeah. like me and Nick over here. Yeah, I love pissing on snakes. <laughs> yeah, piss on a snake. <laughs> What'd you do on the weekend? Pissed on a pissed snake. On a snake. Ben blew the froth up a couple. <laughs> yeah, he, I love when he does. He says that one point, doesn't he? Yeah. Uh, there are a couple of good, nice Australianisms, which makes me interested to see the American version of these mm. of the first one. I don't know if I saw the American version or the Australian version. Um, do you reckon this is the movie that that made it so that people think that Australians drink Fosters? Hundred percent. Yeah. Do you think Fosters was product placement? I reckon it probably was. Yeah. There you go. People do drink Fosters, mm. don't they? People uh, do. I only had I've had it overseas. In London, it was kind I of like, on like, tap, like isn't on Foster's tap. like in Sydney? It's like the VB of Sydney. Oh, really? Could well be. Maybe. Maybe it used to be like that. Mm. Same. Oh, like, I feel like I've seen photos of like my grandpa in the seventies drinking Foster's. Mm. I think it used to be a thing. Have you guys never? Have you never had it? Yeah, I've had it. Yeah, overseas. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. In the in the walkabout pub in. That's right. In yeah. Denver. They used to sell Duff beer here, and it was yeah. made by Foster's. Mm. And that was like the closest I ever got to Foster's was their kind <laughs> their of like, fictional beer, yeah, their fictional branded beer. <laughs> I had a mate who used to work at a Aussie themed bar in England, and it was called like Snake Bites, and you could order a snake bite, which was just putting some red cordial mm. in a beer. Mm. That's a thing, though, isn't it? That's a thing yeah. that English people do mm. that they think Australian people oh, do. Oh, really? But it's, I like the only time I've ever seen someone do it was like 
an English person. I'm like, what the fuck are you doing to that yeah. beer, mate? Yeah. There's a shock. <laughs> shock. Fart smuggler. <laughs> you bloody fart smuggler. <laughs> Only a fart smuggler would put red cordial in their beer. Here's an idea. Start saying it to people as if it's a thing, like yes. you didn't make it up. <laughs> yeah. Report back next week. Okay. Well, when can I call someone a fart smuggler? Oh, like, I don't know. Just when you're <laughs> in one of your many like. Could it be bloated? Like you bloated you're so fart smuggler, like you're fat. That you're oh, smuggling yeah, farts because you you clearly got yeah. yeah. Mm. Interesting. Could be a good twist. Mm. Can you call what? someone a fart muffler? <laughs> <laughs> that sounds like they ha- like they put their hands over someone's asshole as and they like muffle the sounds. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> sounds like that's their <laughs> like you have to fart into their mouth. Oh, Jesus Christ! And they, they muffle the fart. <laughs> their purpose is to muffle the fart. <laughs> All right, all right. Kel, you you fight my blood? Kel, can you angle your microphone up just an inch? And we'll get into some <laughs> loosely related recommendations. You're going to recommend Wolf Creek, Cal? Uh, I'm going to recommend using the word butt smuggler <laughs> or butt muffler. <laughs> I think I might like butt muffler better because it's kind of hard to say. <laughs> In many ways, we all fart fluff. Like fart fluffing is kind of like when you fluff up a fart. A fluff muffler. <laughs> I like the alliteration. A fart fluffer. A fart fluffer. A fart fluffer is like someone who gets someone all excited yeah. so they can fart. <laughs> Uh, well, I mean, fart smuggler is in Urban Dictionary. What does it say? What? Uh, it says oh. a, f- a fart smuggler is a f- it's just a smuggled fart, a fart that is held in the bowels of your anal cavity and is yet to be released till a more appropriate time. Oh. But, but it's not saying their sole purpose is to then, carry then around the, a valuable fart that's more valuable yeah, than them. But then the human. example is I saw Hudson yesterday with Josh. They look like total fart smugglers. <laughs> <laughs> like they're holding onto a fart. Yeah, that's so. that's good. Like when yeah. someone looks a bit uptight and it's like, oh, you look yeah, like a whole, you, you look like a fart smuggler. Hmm. I tried to find if fluffers existed, so I typed in fart f and um, came up with a fart filter. And there's a brand of undies called Shreddies, mm. flatulence filtering underwear. Oh wow. Mm. Oh, so I think it's if you fart a lot, it muffles. It, yeah. yeah, I once yeah, found was. my old housemate's like um, jar of like it's gonna be gross. It was like flatulence pills, <laughs> like like, like anti ca- to cause it or stop them. Depends if you smoke it. I like the idea of them just to be like, fuck it, fuck everyone. <laughs> <laughs> and then just go right in this all day. Fuck, I'm going on the tram. <laughs> <laughs> fuck everyone. Like first world anarchy. Yeah, yeah. It's like a suicide bomber. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so that's uh, what I so recommend. What you're all of those. Th- uh, do you want to know what we're watching next time? Yes. Uh, something short. <laughs> something short. I don't know how. I don't know how long they are, but I think uh, you're gonna like this one because mm. I'm pretty sure you've seen it a bunch of times, mm-hmm. and I'm pretty sure you've mentioned that you want to watch it for this. Mm. I'm looking at Callan now, by the way, Nick. I don't know how you feel about the, the situation. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I haven't seen them, and I want to watch Gremlins. Ah, cool. Gremlins Two: The New Batch is one is my favorite movie of all time. No, of the, of the Gremlins movies. Is there only two of them? Yeah, there's two. Ah, oh, this is good. I would very, yeah. I will watch Gremlins 2 any day of the week. All right. Monday? Yes. Tuesday. <laughs> yes. You say you watch Gremlins 2 any day of the week, but I, but may, I will definitely I will watch, watch them 20 minutes before we yeah. start recording. <laughs> <laughs> How many hours? 
Number two. two. Uh, mm. Mm. So, uh, so yeah, if you're listening or watching along at home, uh, get a hold of Gremlins and Gremlins 2. Mm. Uh, and we'll be back in a couple of weeks to talk about them. Mm. Cool. Cool. <laughs> um, in the meantime, get us on the website franchisewithout.com. Uh, get us on the send us a message on Facebook. If you've been watching any franchises that you've been enjoying or if there's any franchises that uh, you want us to take a look at. Um, we'll mention coming to the summer months. There's a couple of, couple of little ideas brewing in the uh, franchise with that uh, think tank of uh, possibly some spin-off episodes, things mm. coming up that we'll be talking about a bit more. Think tank sounds like a fish tank that you do a fart in. <laughs> No, it sounds like a tank that you think in. Yeah, but fart think, tank. Thinking oh fart tank. It's like a spin off of Shark Tank. <laughs> or fart related investors. <laughs> the contestant walks in, does a fart, and then all the investors say if they like it or not. Yeah. I'm in. I'm in, yeah. I'm, I'm out. I'm sorry, I'm out. Good luck to you. <laughs> that is not a good fart. <laughs> <laughs> oh god well um, so join us in a couple of weeks from Gremlins and Gremlins 2 until then I've been Jack I've been Nick Dundee I've been Cal and I'll see you next time thanks for listening bye, bye.